Dear God, thank you so much for the Blessed Mother of God, who we celebrate today in this message and in the series. Thank you that you used someone who was helpless and without strength and without power to bring the most powerful, the most majestic, the most holy, and the most perfect Lord to bear upon this world. God, as we focus on your good news brought through Mary today, we ask that you speak to each one of our hearts. We ask that you find the dark places within us and shine the light of your love on it so that that dark place may be healed and brought into the light for your love. We ask God that you be in this message and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. In your name we pray and together we say, amen. Please be seated, guys. Well, as I said a couple of minutes ago, we've been working through the Advent series in anticipation of the coming of the Christ child. And how many days are left now till Christmas? Everybody's counting. You could see people doing their fingers. What is it? Today's the 10th. 15 days. Did you guys know that or did your parents know that first? You knew that, right? Okay. About 15 days until Christmas. So there's an anticipation that's starting to build in our culture toward Christmas Day. A lot of people are emotionally invested in that day. Not only emotionally invested, but financially invested. And invested with things like travel and expectation of Christmas Day. And when Christmas Day comes, something miraculous and beautiful is going to happen. We're going to get to open all our presents. And that builds an anticipation and excitement and a happiness that is hard to contain. And every year it happens. And every year on Christmas Day, all the presents get opened and all the drinks get drunk and all the food gets eaten and all the fun gets had. And then the next day comes. And then the next day after that. And then there's New Year's. And then all of a sudden it's January. And it's snowing. And there are bills to pay. And there's work to go back to. And there's regular life to be a part of. It is a cyclical, seasonal happiness that builds in us. What we're going to talk about today is something very different. We're going to talk about joy. And how joy is different from happiness. Now, there's a rendering on the screen. And if you're listening by podcast, by the way... There's a picture of a preteen girl, and she's probably about 13 or 14 in this picture. And this is Mary, the mother of Jesus. The story of Mary and Elizabeth is very special because both of them were expecting babies. Both of them were expecting miracle babies. Elizabeth was expecting a baby in her old age, and that baby was going to be who? It's going to be John the Baptist, right? And we talked about John. John was the one who was to prepare the way for the Lord, right? To make all those hills and valleys be brought low and filled up so that straight paths would be laid out for the Lord to come. Straight paths in our hearts for us to receive the good news of Jesus. And in fact, when Mary and Elizabeth got together, Elizabeth said that uh, the baby in her womb leapt for joy. 
because the Lord Jesus was close to him in Mary's belly. And in fact, they shared some words together. And here's what Elizabeth said. Elizabeth said, you're blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Do you remember what the Lord promised to the Virgin Mary? What did she promise? She promised that something miraculous would happen and what would that be? She would have a baby before she got married. And she had not done the physical necessary things required to make a baby. In fact, the Holy Spirit did that work in her miraculously. And the angel Gabriel broke the news of that miracle to her in very simple language so she could understand it. And in that moment that the angel Gabriel came, Mary had a choice as to whether to believe the word of the Lord. Because the word of the Lord didn't make any physical sense. It only made spiritual sense. And she believed and trusted the angel Gabriel who had the word of God for her that she was going to bear the Son of God miraculously. But here's how Mary responded to that. As Tim read just a few minutes ago, here's a snapshot. Mary responds, oh, how my soul praises the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Have you ever thought about what it means to rejoice? If you're listening by podcast, what you didn't get to see was Mary coming home from visiting Elizabeth, and she came home, home visibly pregnant. And her husband-to-be, Joseph, and her father saw that she was showing and had an emotional reaction. Now, this is different from the kind of surprise we get on Christmas morning when we open our gifts. When we open our gifts, we're happy. We're anticipating surprises that are fun and make us happy and fill us with good feelings. But when Mary came back from her visit with Elizabeth, she did not have a good reception. Her husband-to-be looked at her and said in his mind, what have you been up to? Her father probably looked at her and absolutely just had an emotional reaction to her that he did not expect. They were not expecting their girl to come back pregnant. They were not expecting such a surprise. But the scripture says that when Mary came back, when she came back and re-engaged with her family, she was full of faith. She had faith that the power of the Holy Spirit working inside her, literally building the Son of God in her womb, was going to carry her through some very difficult circumstances like being misunderstood, having people think something of her that wasn't true, putting her very future in danger. Because as a person betrothed to Joseph, she would have been dependent upon his income. And he had every legal right to do what? To divorce her and leave her behind. Because back then in that culture, if you said you were going to get married, that was as good as being married. It was like you were contractually bound. And the Bible says that Joseph 
decided in his heart to divorce her quietly. The Bible also says that uh, there was discord and strife all around Mary so that she experienced feelings that were not happy. But God was building joy inside her. And his name was Jesus. The Bible also says that the angel visited Joseph and told him what was getting ready to happen and explained to him in very basic terms that the Son of God was being built in his betrothed wife's belly and that this was a good thing that she had not slept with another man and defiled herself she had actually been visited by the Holy Spirit who had given her what would become the Son of God the Messiah what this story shows for us is a very dramatic difference between two things that we should wrap our minds and hearts around in our culture the difference between happiness and joy when we get to Christmas morning and we open up our gifts we're gonna experience happiness as to the things that people have given us as a surprise or wrapped up in a gift and we open them up and we find something fun but joy is not happiness happiness is not joy sometimes in our culture the two terms are interchanged if you look them up you might see similar answers in a dictionary but here's what one person said and I think this is a really good quote joy is distinctly a Christian word and a Christian thing it is the reverse of happiness happiness is the result of what happens of an agreeable sort it's the idea that we are happy based on stuff that happens to us from the outside of us we receive a beautiful Christmas gift on Christmas morning we open it and it's those wonderful pair of socks that we've been hoping to get all year long and we get those socks and we go oh man I'm so happy right but if we run into circumstances that are the averse of this where we are under persecution or feeling depressed or we're out of money and broke and it's Christmas time or we feel shunned by our family or by our friends or by our co-workers that doesn't make us happy because that's stuff that is negative that's happening to us from the outside right but joy comes from the inside joy comes from the gift of the Holy Spirit joy comes from the power of God working in us and creating a sense of stability in our faith that we can't get from the outside here's what Gordon goes on to say joy has its springs deep down inside and that spring never runs dry no matter what happens only Jesus gives that joy he had joy singing its music within I love that uh, that illustration even under the shadow of the cross did you ever think about Jesus on the cross being joyful you wouldn't right because he certainly wasn't happy hanging there on the cross neither was his mother happy when she received the good news that she was going to be pregnant out of wedlock which would have been devastating in her culture but something different was working inside her that no matter what would come 
She knew that the Son of God would grow inside her, that she would give birth to him, and his name would be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Mary knew that her baby boy would be the Messiah, the Mashiach. He would be the one to come who would save Israel and in fact all the world from our sins. This is something that gave Mary great joy. And even as people looked down on her and maybe they walked by and they said things about her, even if she experienced being shunned by her community until the time Joseph had mercy and decided to go forward and marry her, even with that time in her life, she probably felt great fear. She probably felt darkness. She probably felt some despair. And the joy of the Holy Spirit working in her redeemed her from those effects. Think about it. Joseph comes along and accepts her and receives her because the word of God came directly to him through the angel Gabriel. That did something to them individually that no external source can ever provide or change. If you think about that for yourself, God deals with you through the power of the Holy Spirit, places faith inside you and grows that like the baby Jesus was growing inside Mary. God places that faith in you and grows that from the moment of your baptism forward, let's say. Grows something in you that you cannot get outside of yourself by trying. He places it in you. And then he places that faith in others around you. And then the best part of all is that he places you in a relationship with others that have experienced that same growth and that same birth of faith. He binds you together with others who've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And that grows joy. It was once said that joy is putting Jesus and then others before yourself. You ever heard that before? Joy is Jesus and others before yourself. At one point in my life, I believed that and I started to try to practice that. But you know what's wrong with that idea? The wrong part of that idea is that it's up to me to try to create joy by doing stuff. That's where that idea kind of jumps off the tracks. The good news is, is that you and I, we get the experience of happiness. We can be happy, we can be glad, we can be sad, and we can be mad. The three major emotions, right? These are emotions based on things that happen to us from the outside. But no matter how we experience them, there is a joy that God places in us, deep inside us through the Holy Spirit, that we cannot get for ourselves and conversely cannot be taken away when life gets difficult, hard, and even unbearable. There's a quiet joy inside, a contentment with God, that God is in charge and is gonna stay in charge. He's gonna stay in control and he will never, ever, ever leave us nor forsake us. He will never turn his back. He will always be there. 
And that is designed to build an unshakable joy, no matter what's going on on the outside. You know, when Jesus grew up and became the Messiah that we now know that he is, he was talking through this idea with some people and he said this, he said, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her what? Her joy that a child is born into the world. He goes on and says this. He says, so it is with you, my disciples. Now is your time of grief because Jesus was going to the cross. But I will see you again and you will what? Rejoice and no one will take away your joy. So joy is about more than just what happens from the outside. Joy is the contentedness on the inside that comes from who? It comes from God through Jesus. And that is a joy, that is a state of being, that is a life that nothing and no one can or will ever take away from you. So if and when you ever find yourself in a moment of darkness and uncertainty, if you ever find yourself misunderstood, if you ever find yourself in life out of place and uncomfortable in your own skin, remember this one thing, that God has called you to be his child and he's grabbed your heart by Jesus on the cross and his death and burial and resurrection. And though Jesus faced darkness, he rose again from the dead and so will you. One day you will rise again. You know, I would suggest this, this Christmas season and then after Christmas season into the new year, let me strongly suggest this to you. The resurrection is not a one-time event for the Christ follower. Resurrection is not just the opportunity for our bodies to get back up out of the grave after we die. Resurrection is every day. Resurrection is me dying to myself every day and being born again every day in Jesus and because of Jesus and through Jesus. There is no sin, there is no shame, there is no darkness that can rob the joy of that fact from me. So I want you to promise me something. As we go through the next 15 days and as we get to Christmas Day, as we joy enjoy each other's company, enjoy each other's company, and as we open our gifts and drink our drinks and eat our food and relax in each other's care, that we remember the day after and the day after that and the day after that. Let that happiness from the outside be a mere shadow of the joy that God has placed in you. And promise me that you will remember that every single day you rise again every single day even on the days it doesn't feel like it you rise again not by your own power 
not by your own strength, thanks be to God, right? But by the power of the living Savior, Jesus. He's the one who brings light into the dark places. He's the one who makes the rough places plain. He's the one who brings the valleys up and the mountains low. He's the one who regulates the emotions so that we can always trust and remember that we have joy no matter what comes. Would you do that with me? Promise me you'll remember that. Let's close and pray. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your power. Thank you for your might. Thank you for the joy that comes with knowing I am yours and nothing and no one can take me away from you. And that every single day I rise in faith to follow you. Just like the Blessed Mother, just like young Mary, who is facing uncertainty and dark times, you brought her good news. The good news is that there is something growing inside you who will save the world. And his name is Jesus. God, I confess to you that sometimes I despair without you. And I try to solve my own problems and issues outside of faith in you. But I know that you are God who works in those times. And that you give me joy in spite of the circumstances that is, uh, cannot be surpassed by the circumstances. Cannot be overtaken or overcome. So I confess that to you, God, and I wait expectantly to be filled by the Holy Spirit to meet those challenges with rejoicing. And that all this is great practice for the day you will come back on the clouds and we will all have joy. Those of us who call you Lord will find great joy. So the question for us, God, is why wait? Why not have that joy now? Whatever may come, we ask all this in your name and together we pray. Amen and amen.